Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, buddy, if you don't mind if I plug my Movember page real quick. Please do. I am growing a mustache mm-hmm. uh, this month for Movember for uh, for cancer research. Yeah. Specifically. Uh, Male prostate cancer research. That's right. And you can donate to my team, which would be pretty cool because, you know, you get a free podcast and it would be nice to throw a little money toward cancer research Yeah, in Chuck's the name of being, my mustache. Chuck's being nice here. Give him some money. He's growing out <laughs> facial hair to help. A, a, a charitable organization engaged in really important scientific research. That's right. And you can go to mobro.co slash Charles Bryant. Uh-huh. And that is my page. Or just go to the Movember site, type in Charles Bryant in the search bar, and look for the picture of me. There's only a couple of us out there. Chuck's wearing a red shirt. That's right. Yeah. Um, so uh, what is that again? That's mobro.co slash Charles Bryant. Yes. Thank you in advance. Yeah. That's nice, Chuck. All right. Let's get to it. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant in audio and video, Chuck. We're just hanging out, doing some uh, recording, uh, doing our thing, I guess. This is episode number 5,082. That's right. Yeah. Um, before we get started, I wanted to point out, Josh, that on the way in mm-hmm. about 20 minutes ago in yeah. our parking deck, mm-hmm. I saw what was probably an $80,000 Mercedes with a license plate that said Rush Van. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, I've, I've seen it many times, I'm trying to figure out, are they talking about Rush? I think so. Or Rush Limbaugh? Oh. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, all right, and I was like, oh, I wonder which one. Jeez, now I'm doubting myself. And I then thought now, it was Rush the Band, which right. I thought, well, it's obviously a guy, first of all. It, it would have to be. And um, it's obviously a guy that's some sort of CEO here in the building, because his car was pretty sweet. Yes, but also consider this. It's, it doesn't have a reserved spot. Yeah, that's true. Could be a lease. Rush Limbaugh fan. I don't know if you would say Rush. Do people call him that? Mm-hmm. I would have put L-M-B-H fan, F-N. No, people would definitely call him Rush. All right. Yeah. Well, he could also love that drug that used to be legal right. called Rush that you buy at head shops <laughs> in like the 80s. Maybe yeah. he just loves that. Yeah, he stocked up on it. What is that stuff? Is it I have no eradicated idea. or did it convert into something that we, like like PCP, something we know by another name? I don't know, but, and boy, we're segueing already, but this is a short one, so I guess it's all right. I did see an internet thing yesterday um, where this artist took like every drug you could think of uh-huh. and drew a self-portrait. It was pretty interesting, I got to say, like from the... The weird, like, fun, psychedelic mushroom one to, um, God, which one was it that was just horrifying? It was just, like, fuzzy scribbling. Methamphetamines? No, that one was pretty scary, too. But there was one that was just, like, bleh. Weird. (laughs) Oh, it was probably Robitussin. No, but he did do that. He drank Uh cough syrup. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. You should do none of this, by the way. Right. People. Even if you are an artist. Yeah. You know who makes the best art? Clean non-addicted human beings who get high on, um, you know, a nice spring day. And they're not getting high during that spring day. They're getting high from the spring day. That's what I meant by that. Sure. Let's talk about days. Let's talk about fall instead of spring. Yeah, that's a great Autumn. Idea. <laughs> you want to? Autumn is my favorite season, Josh. Same here. Um, as it is a lot of people because here in Atlanta, which is like living in the middle of a forest, um, an urban forest. It is. It's like the most heavily wooded state in the union, I understand. Is it really? It's 
what I hear. Well, this article here gives a lot of due to New England, which is no slouch, obviously, but Georgia in the southeast, man, the, the Rocky, or the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> they moved over. The Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, just gorgeous. Smokies. Smokies, mm-hmm. like vibrant reds, yellows, orange. It's just like unbelievable right. fall. I saw a um, an article, I think it was on MSNBC, it was a Today Show article, um, and it was like, uh, places other than Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine yeah. that are good for, I hate this word, leaf peeping. I thought that was made up, and I had to look it up. And It's, it's not. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's the most disgustingly folksy <laughs> word I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. But that's what it's called. If you go and look at leaves as they change color, you're a leaf peeper. No, you're not. Uh, some people would call you that. I think you have to associate with that thing. Oh, like you might have a T-shirt that says that? Like yeah, leaf like, peeper at work? Or leaf peepers do it. With their eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks. Nice. In the woods. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, if you are into that kind of thing, some people might call you a leaf peeper. Um, and you probably are a veteran of New Hampshire's, Vermont's, and Maine's autumns. Yeah. But like you're saying, the Smokies are nice. The uh, the um, Appalachians are nice. Yeah. Um, out west apparently has some really good leaf peeping. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Utah, I'm um, sure. Yeah, Utah, Colorado, mm-hmm. and Arizona, maybe in the right spots. Probably, yeah, probably northern Arizona. As long as like the, there, you have some sort of maybe like an elm, a good maple out there. Yeah, it's going to be worth standing and gawking at for a certain period of time Agreed. during the year. Um, if you go a little further up in Idaho, you're going to hit the Snake River. And if you hit the Snake River, you're probably going to run into a Native American of the Shoshone tribe. Okay. This is like their central location, mm-hmm. or it was as their ancestry. And the Shoshone, if you ask them, especially if you ask them a few hundred years ago, I'm sure, why the uh, leaves turn color, say like red or yellow, they would tell you a little story about the great bear. Yeah. And you've heard this one, right? I have. Do you want to tell it? Uh, well, apparently the lore says that... Um the, the color came from above, and after they killed the great bear in the sky. Which is why? You know, for a hunt, for the pelt. Oh, gotcha. Um, the blood splashed down and turned the leaves red. Yes, Chuck, which makes a lot of sense, except there's plenty of times when you see a tree that's turned bright yellow. What is that? What's to explain that, Shoshone? Um, well, they would say that it comes from the bear's fat splashing out of the pot when they are cooking it. Yes. Which is thought a little gross. <laughs> it is, but it's practical. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's the that's one explanation for why leaves turn color. And after reading this article, yeah. I found that um, science isn't 100% sure what's going on there. They have a pretty good idea, but they're not 100%, especially when it comes to turning red. Yeah, you can't crawl inside of a leaf. You can't walk up to one and ask it, right? Why are you red? Yeah. <laughs> like the walls of this room. Yeah, these walls talk back, and they say disturbing things. Uh, but you're right. They don't know for sure, but they have some pretty good guesses. And it all starts with uh, photosynthesis. And chlorophyll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you remember photosynthesis? I, I looked it up to refresh myself. Yeah, it, that's one of the neat things, because it's one of the very first science things you'll learn yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Like, that that word's been with me since I was a tyke. Yeah. Yeah. Chlorophyll, photosynthesis, and... Uh, Go ahead. Give the give the first grade version. Okay. Uh, well, chlorophyll is a pigment, mm-hmm. and uh, plants it's green, and it's green because it reflects or it absorbs red light and blue light. 
And so the only light that's left is green, and that's the light that we see. It doesn't absorb that. Yeah. So since it's a pigment, it can absorb light and do crazy things with it. And in the case of a plant, it converts the light energy mm-hmm. into chemical energy in the form of adenosine triphosphate, ATP. Wow. So what's just happened is it's captured light and taken that light and turned it into a chemical. Yeah. So it's stored energy, which is pretty cool. Agreed. A little further down in the leaf, you take a little water. Yeah. You got the ATP. Yep. Combine it with some CO2. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you got glucose. And if you you, have glucose, what were you going to say? I thought you were going to say chicken pot pie. You have the beginnings of a good chicken (laughs) pot pie. Like, you can't make a chicken pot pie without ATP. Yeah. Uh, That's just the start. Um, (laughs) So you have all this glucose, and you're ready to make some chicken pot pie. Uh, Before you make that, the plant is going to use it to fuel cells. Mm -hmm. It's it's it's, It's food. It makes its own food, right? That's pretty neat in itself. That's photosynthesis. Yeah. So you, photosynthesis um, is carried out in the presence of lots of light, right? Right. And during the right kind of weather, when right. there's a lot of light. <laughs> so um, Summertime? Yes. Summertime comes to an end, though. The days start to go a little shorter. That's right. It gets darker earlier. Yeah. Air dries out a bit. Yeah. And the plant says, you know what? I'm kind of done making my own sugars for a while. I'm going to just live off my fat. Like a great bear in the sky. That's right. And so it stops making chlorophyll. Uh, yeah, and uh, chlorophyll is not the only thing going on in the leaf. Um, obviously, you have your green. But uh, there are also other pigments like uh, carotene and uh, xanthophyll. Yeah. Uh, xantho means yellow in Greek. And that is what gives carrots and egg yolks uh, their cover. The carotene. Cover? Yeah. Their color. Their cover. <laughs> it's a cover color. The shell gives it the cover. Sure. Yeah, it's what gives it the color. And... Uh, they're always in leaves, and they also help absorb the sunlight. Mm-hmm. They're not the star that chlorophyll is, um, but they do transfer chlorophyll for photosynthesis. Right. They help. Yeah. And so the plant always has, I guess, carotenes and um, what is it? Uh, xanthophyll? Zan- xanthophyll. So, but it's, it doesn't always produce chlorophyll. So when it stops producing chlorophyll, the, xanthoph- the xanthophyll and the carotenes go, hey, look at us. Huh? I think it's always chlorophyll, right? No, it's stuff it just producing stops. chlorophyll. Oh, but it's always there at some point. Or is are there some leaves without chlorophyll at all? Oh, like, no, it depends on the time of the year. Okay, that's what I thought. Right. So, like, the plant will stop producing chlorophyll and the carotenes and the xanthophyll will take over. Yes. But, yeah, I, I believe that there's always chlorophyll or every plant has an ability to make chlorophyll, right? Yeah. For photosynthesis. I think so. Because that's how it eats. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you've got the red, or you've got the yellow, and you have the orange leaves. Mm-hmm. Explained. Bam. There's no chlorophyll any longer, right? That's right. And we should probably talk about that period of hibernation, what goes on. There's another step that goes on. Yeah, a couple of things happen. Um, the leaf is going to form a layer of separation. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer calls it cork-like cells Yeah. at the base of the leaf. I like that. Seals it off from the tree. It's like a little stopper, I guess. And uh, then the tree stops producing the chlorophyll, and... Um, well, that's pretty much it. Like, no more chlorophyll. We've got a barrier between the, I guess, the end of the branch and right. the leaf. Yeah, so the tree doesn't dry out when it loses all its leaves. Exactly. Uh, and here's where we get into the red, where the red comes from. Right. Uh, something called, a uh, pigment called anthocyanin. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a flavonoid, so the <laughs> flavonoid family. Nice. And depending on the pH, it can be responsible for 
uh, reds, purples, and blues, and all sorts. It's like what makes a plum purple, for instance. Yeah, or a grape. Or a grape. Blueberries. Grape. Or yeah. blueberry blue. Yeah. Uh, there's more than 300 uh, distinct anthocyanins. Right. And apparently they're really, really good for you. Like well, loaded with antioxidants. Yeah, yeah. That's why probably why blueberries are so good for you. Yeah, well, exactly. It's a superfood. Uh, but one of the things I found that said that it was, uh, it's one, some of the strongest physiological effects of any plant compound on the planet is, uh, found in the anthocyanin. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, they, they don't, um, not all plants produce anthocyanins. Yeah. And not all plants that do produce anthocyanins produce it all the time. I try to get a list. Oh, yeah. Of just trees, but I, I, I'm sure it's out there. I just couldn't find it. I would say a lace leaf Japanese maple. That will be at the top of the list. That was for having it? Yeah. Sure. Uh, and that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> but, so, I mean, if you if you are a leaf peeper, or you're somebody who others might call a leaf peeper. It just sounds so dirty. I know. <laughs> it's a terrible word. Any kind of peeper is just, I don't know. Sure. Tawdry. Yeah. It, because, you know, peeper. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you If you are into looking at fall leaves, we'll say that. Thank you. Um, then you probably know that some years there's really great reds, other years there's not. I felt like last year we didn't have that many. Yeah, it seems like I don't remember seeing yeah. reds for a while now. Agreed. Um, and science is not 100% certain what's going on, but what they think happens is uh, anthocyanins are created by a plant to recover sugar. Yeah. During times when it's um, there's a, uh, a period of stress that the plant's going through. So if you have a um, a, a very wet summer mm-hmm. into autumn, you're probably not going to see any reds. If you have a very dry um, summer into autumn, you will usually see reds. Um, and the reason why is because apparently these, these sugar stores in the leaves yeah. are just kind of dry. They're dried up. They've turned into sap. Mm-hmm. So the plant produces anthocyanins to go in and recover it, to get it all loosened up so it can suck it back out into its trunk before those cork-like cells Cut it off. Yeah, it's sort of like there's a timetable, and they know that they're going to be cut off from that supply soon. Yeah. So it just really tries hard there at the end. To get every last bit out. Every last bit. And the anthocyanins are a red pigment, so when it sends it into the leaves, that's what they think is going on. Um, They said that the best predictor that they found for um, a nice, brilliant red display in the autumn is uh, as summer turns into autumn, warm, sunny days, so there's lots of sugar production going on. Yeah. And then um, cool nights that slows down the ability of the tree to suck the sugars that were produced that day out of the leaves. So there's a bunch stuck in there. And dry, too, right? Yeah. That's kind of what we got going on now, actually. Yeah, hopefully we'll see a lot of reds. I think my favorite, the reds are nice, but I don't know what tree it is, but it's one particular tree that has those yellow... Like it just glows? Oh, yeah, man. It's just like so yellow, it's blinding. It's a type of maple. Is it? I think so. Like there's a couple. There's one that like really glows that's a maple, and then there's another that's um, maybe the oak. I can't remember. I've seen them. I feel like we've talked about this. Am I having deja vu? It was, yeah, the time we went leaf peeping. We talked <laughs> at length about this. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. We brought our little flask of apple cider and yep. walked through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> it was a heck of a peeping trip. That's right. Um. So, well, I guess that's pretty much the end of it. Science, yeah. science has a uh, has explained the yellow and the um, green and the orange. And the red. Pretty sure about the red. Pretty sure about the red. Yeah, they're not 100% convinced. Um, yeah, I wish I had something else to add, but I think this is just one of those that 
You know, this fall you can tell your friends, you see that tree? You know what's you know why it's red? Well, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, oh, also if you are into um looking at leaves as they change color in the fall. Yeah. If you're one of those people, who doesn't? There well, some people, you know, like Get in their car and drive places. Yeah, but who is just like, ah, shut the shades. I don't want to see that stuff. People who hate art. Rush fans. <laughs> right. Yeah. Depending on the kind of rush they're talking about. Yeah. If you are into that, though, there's a um, an app. If you also are into smartphones mm-hmm. and you own one, you can download a free app called uh, Leaf Peeper. <laughs> I, I'm not saying this, but it's a P-E-E-P-R, um, and it's free, and it's like this color-coded map of the United States by region oh, cool. and area, and it shows um, it, where the leaves are green, um, turning, moderate, uh-huh. peak, uh, fading, and gone. So you can kind of track the leaves as they change. Oh, that's they cool. Change. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And you can take pictures and yeah. post it to your favorite social media site. Well, I think I was going to call for that anyway. I think if you live in a place that oh, you yeah. think rules the roost, uh, post your pictures on our Facebook page. Yeah. And um, I will do the same. We will do battle, Georgia against the world. Okay. Because I think we have some of go, the best. You're going to go do some leaf peeping? Um, Take I might, some pictures? I'll peep at some leaves. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it seems like something you should do, like, wearing, like, shorts and hiking boots and nothing else. <laughs> you're leaf peeping. Yeah. I mean, Emily and I will usually try and take one drive up in the mountains, you know. Maybe uh, pasties <laughs> while you're leaf peeping. I can't wait for the video of this to show up. Uh, Let's see. If you want to learn more about things like leaves changing color, I love stuff like that. I love earth science. Yeah, me too. I love remedial science, I think, is what it is. I've grown to love it. Yeah. Um, You can type in earth science in the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, and it'll bring up stuff like this. Um, And I said stuff like this, which means it's time for listener mail. Uh, this is an oldie but a goodie. It's about Sherpas. Wow, that is old. And I think now is a good time to point out that I'm not sure if Sherpas has fallen off the list, but if you get our material from iTunes, mm-hmm. uh, you're only going to get 300. 301. 301? Mm-hmm. Um, but we have many more available, and if you type in your favorite search engine, like Google, let's say, um, stuff you should know, RSS feed. Mm-hmm. It will bring you to a page with all 450-plus shows. Yes. Or you can listen right there. Or some people use, like, uh, Stitcher or um, mm-hmm. I think there's some other various podcast apps that, like, list the whole thing. Right. So we've been getting asked lately, like, hey, what about the Sarcopenia? Where's that one? Or where's this one? They're all there in the vault. That's right. And Stuff you should know yes. RSS. All for free still. Yeah. Get them. Get them all. Collect them all. All right. So this is about Sherpas. And if you have not heard that one, it's an old one. You should go listen to it. Did you like that one? That was one of my least favorites. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Don't listen to it. Josh does not recommend. (laughs) Guys, I recently listened to the Sherpa episode from a ways back and found that I had an interesting story regarding Sir Edmund Hillary's ascent. I was born in Canada, but my mother and her family are all from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Uh, My uncle Alan Sayers uh, lives just north of Auckland currently. And it's one of the most interesting people I know. Uh, he made his career in sports photography, primarily for horse racing. Uh, he got a start in the field thanks to Sir Ed. Um, this is the story as told to me by my uncle a little over 10 years ago. Uh, when Hillary was tr- uh, training for his ascent, he could be seen from time to time hiking on the roadside, all decked out in his climbing gear in order to be well used, well used to the weight. Or well used. 
<laughs> One day, my uncle, then in his mid-30s, passed him, stopped him, and said, Can I take your photo? Uh, Sir Ed, um, already well-known locally, was happy to oblige. Uh, my uncle never distri- distributed any of the prints. Uh, <laughs> well, was he wearing like a camisole or something? What? He didn't distribute the prints? Right. Oh, no, no, I don't think it was anything like that. I got you. <laughs> he just held on to him. Uh, but when word came back that Hillary had succeeded in the ascent, my uncle rushed to develop as many copies of the photo as he could. My uncle never distributed any of the prints. Huh, weird. Yeah. Uh, but when word came back that Hillary had succeeded in his ascent, my uncle rushed to develop as many copies of the photo as he could. Uh, he stuffed them into envelopes addressed to many of the world's newspapers, along with a note asking for whatever uh, recompense they felt the photo was worth. So that's, like, that's a great business model. Just send pictures and say, hey, pay me a little something. <laughs> right. Hey, Rupert Murdoch, let's use the honor system. <laughs> Many papers ran the photo, though, uh, and there were no photos, as there were no photos of the ascent available until after Hillary had descended and his own photos were developed. My uncle died bitter and penniless. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, this strategy worked for my uncle, uh, and he became well-known for sports photography nice. in the 1950s and 60s in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, the horse thing, that's right. Um, he is now 97 years old and has no, uh, and in no way has slowed down. Wow! In fact, he has just finished a book on his career as a naval intelligence officer in WW2 that is due to be published next year. Cool. He was also a successful track and field athlete in New Zealand, winning a silver medal in 1938. This guy sounds pretty awesome. In what are now the Commonwealth Games? Um, yeah, that's fantastic. We'll plug the book when it comes out. Yeah, for sure. Send it. Um, I could not uh, stop thinking about this story while listening to the podcast on Sherpas. Yes, I've tried to track down a copy of the photo, but have been unable to find it. Um, best regards, Anthony Zellermeyer. Well, thanks a lot, Anthony. Yeah, it's a great letter. 97, man. Keep going. Seriously. Um, wow. If you have a family member that you're very proud of for good reason, yeah. for like eight good reasons, we want to hear about that person. Also, don't forget Chuck's call out. Like, he's putting the smack down. On your neck of the woods. It doesn't even have to be in the United States. Europe's got some great leaves. Asia has some great leaves. Basically, anything that's um, above or below the tropics, you're probably going to have some good leaf color. Ooh, it falls like in Japan. Is it nice? Yeah. yeah. Seems Japanese like it maples. Yeah. 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 Over there, they just call them maples. <laughs> uh, we want to see pictures of your, your hometown trees showing their greatest colors, right? Agreed. Um, you also, if you're a member of the Shoshone tribe, write in and say hi. Agreed. Uh, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. Or you can send us an email to StuffPodcast at Discovery.com. <laughs> For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 